Welcome back to another episode of Ales with Aslan, your weekly therapy session for those who sell for a living and those who help those who sell for a living. And this week, I'm joined by Mark Lampson in my kitchen. This is new. Like, I love this. This isn't the studio. It's more... Are there too many cooks in the kitchen? There are too many cooks in the kitchen. And we're going to talk about cold calling. Is sales training dead? Just some of the headlines we're reading these days. But first, this does not look like a beer in front of you. What is that? I don't know. You poured it. <laughs> it a, it's glass. It mm. has a big cube, and it's either really rust, rusty water, yeah, or it's uh, something else. I um, I have to admit, Ales with Aslan has gone off the reservation this week. We are enjoying some brown water, people. Uh, this is specifically Four Roses, mm-hmm. a bourbon. Mm. Because you know what? <sighs> What's our favorite line from uh, from Hitch? Our favorite line from Hitch is a beer wouldn't just do, wouldn't do it, and there's always the you know what off symbol on your head. Exactly right. Yep. So we are. Uh, it's been a rough week. Let's be honest. It's been a tough one for us. So we've decided to go with bourbon today. Hopefully, the beer drinkers out there are not too upset with us. Once in a while, we'll sneak in something a little little stronger. Should but- have had this when we were watching the debates. It would have been more entertaining. That fly on uh, mm-hmm. on President mm-hmm. Vice President Trump's head, mm-hmm. yeah, that stayed a while. That was Vice President Pence, of course, is his last name. Vice he's, President Pence, right? One uh, of the, uh, my God, I've had one sip. He's uh, one of the unrelated people in the White House running our country. That's right. That's right. Exactly right. Well, so this is a this is an interesting subject because I did I, I literally read a headline the other day that said, uh, you know, is sales training dead? And you know, it got me thinking about. How much has really changed in 2020? Does that uh, happen often? It, me th- thinking? Yeah. It happens very seldom, okay. but when it does, it's magical. I'm write that down. <laughs> it's magical. But it got me thinking, like, how much has changed? And the, and, and the word that I kind of started thinking about, in fact, there was a blog we, we posted not long ago about cold calling. The word cold calling, like, what it used to mean, what does it mean today? And, you know, we write a lot of, of blogs around emails as a great entry point of ways to get meetings, but we don't talk as much or we haven't talked as much about using the phone to get a meeting mm-hmm. and so i thought we'd you know spend a few minutes today talking about the tools that we have as they apply to getting a meeting via the phone does mm-hmm. that sound like a good good place to spend our time today i love that topic near right. and dear to my heart uh made a fair number of outbound prospecting calls uh with success mm-hmm not super high success. It definitely takes a number of calls. Numbers game, But uh, yeah. you can put the odds in your favor for sure. And yeah, sales training, no, sales training is not dead. Uh, how we sell, though, has sure changed. Yeah. And uh, it used to be, you know, inside salespeople use the phone. Right. We're all inside salespeople. Every single one of us. I haven't been on an airplane since March 2nd. Right. Yeah. So, uh, and the phone's tough. Because people will do things on the phone they'd never do to in person. I mean, yeah. they're, just, they're just harder. Uh, you know, cold calling. I think cold, cold, cold calling is dead. Like, grab yeah. my phone book and just gone through it. <laughs> is there some like phone books? Yeah. I, I I had a history of that back in the day, and it's not a it's. I have my dad. It's not a rewarding experience. I have a paper map in my truck from my dad. Does that count? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, cold, cold calling is not dead, but uh, certainly if you want to grow your market share and grow your, your acquire bucket, uh, you have to call people who don't expect your call and are not looking for your call and candidly maybe don't really want to take your call once they pick it up. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we've talked a lot about email. I, I think you know, email is good. Uh, voicemail, 
I think voicemail has got a place. I think it's a place to, to move off of email and get a handle on your personality and your experience. I don't think a lot of voicemails get returned. It's a manual process. Someone has to listen to it. Someone has to write it down, get your number, return the call. Yeah. It doesn't happen, you know. Right. Um, But I think a good phone call, there's some research out, says people are more likely to answer their phone in the morning, before and after business hours. Yep. Right, before 8.30, after 4.35. Uh, Not Mondays, not Fridays. So pick it out. There you go. Make some calls. People pick up the phone. Yeah. Try it. Yeah. I would challenge the people listening. We don't pick up the phone enough because we're scaredy cats. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting because I I mean, that phone rings all the time, both the desk phone and then it rolls over to the cell phone. And if you don't recognize the number, what do you do? You ignore it or you send it to voicemail or whatever. Um, once in a while, as mm-hmm. as an executive or as a, as a someone that, that receives a lot of phone calls, you... You just pick it up for the fun of it to see what's going to happen. And sometimes you're pleasantly surprised. It's an engaging conversation, and it might even be something you need. Like that woman we talked about last year um, that just said, hey, give me your top three competitors, and I'm going to send you a report, and then you'll talk to mm-hmm. me, which was exactly what happened, and I did I did engage with her. Um, I have to say, you know, 25 years ago when cold calling was probably at its peak, this is what people did, my company forced us to come in on Tuesday mornings between 7.30 and 8.30 and call engineering managers at big and small companies. Mm-hmm. And as much as I hated that as a rep, it worked. Mm-hmm. We got 90% of our demos were we got because of those calls. Yeah. They weren't busy yet. They were they were somewhat receptive. And we got our, that's how we got our meetings. So it can work. I mean, that was that was that's old. One thing that's changed in the last 25 years, though, is how well you can research before you make that phone call. So much more information. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. You call somebody, you should look at their company. You should see what they do, how they do it, something unique, something to press release, and the person you're calling, their LinkedIn profile, and how long they've been there, and just a million things. So it's so much easier, which everybody with a brain has the same information, and they're doing the same thing. So, you know, what happens? Uh I'm going to challenge everybody here the next couple of weeks to find some time Tuesday or Thursday morning or afternoon and go set up a bunch of calls and make them. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and the first thing I'll say about making prospecting calls, it's like jumping into a cold pool. Yeah. Right. Jump in. <gasps> it's <Yeah>. cold. <laughs> right. Let me get out. Yeah. As quickly as possible. It's... Right. But what do you do if you have kids? Yeah. Kids. Daddy, it's cold. Stay in there. You'll yeah. warm up. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And sure enough, it does. It warms up. So that's prospecting. Yeah. It's not about fitting in a call here and there. Yeah. It's about saying, I'm going to block off 90 minutes, two hours, and I'm going to spend some time ahead of time to have a, a pile of people to call. And I'm going to call because you're going to get a lot of voicemail. Yeah. But people will answer. Yeah. People will answer. And when they do, uh, most times, with if you, if you hang up now and don't listen to this podcast, a lot of people... Even experienced sellers. I've sat next to experienced people that are that are good salespeople, and the, they make big presentations, close big deals. Someone says hello, yeah. They're like, uh, and verbal vomit yeah. comes out of their mouth, yeah. Or just that panic of oh. I was not expecting you to pick up, and now I can't remember why I call. I want to yeah. go buy one of those CVS blood pressure uh, yeah. machines, 
and mm-hmm. and put it on somebody while they're making calls and watch what happens when somebody answers. What yeah. we want, like, oh, no one answers. And they do, and sometimes that's the worst thing in the yeah. world. Oh, my God, they answer. What do I say? So let's break that down. Well, and I was going to say, the, the worst thing you can do is you probably have a script or something in your mind to leave as a voicemail, and you start using that on a live human being. That's and right. I can't even imagine that's how right. that goes over. Yep, not too right. good. Okay. All right. So let's break that down. Um, what 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 kind of framework? I mean, obviously we've we've talked about our frameworks as it relates to writing mm-hmm. the appropriate email and and you know uh, delivering your your uh, engaged message. But let's talk a little bit about it. How how does it go on a phone call? I imagine it's very similar. Mm-hmm. Well, the first thing is, I mean, just based on the comfort level we have in this podcast, I'd recommend a shot of Four Roses small batch before you make the call. I mean, oh. that just Really loosens everything up. Yeah, it's just I mean, gonna take the edge off. Everything. The edge is totally gone. Um, <laughs> it's good stuff. Yeah. Uh, here's the deal. Someone picks up the phone. Hello. They they're not sure if they know who it is, and right away they realize they don't know who it is, and it's a sales call. And now you have headwind blown in your face. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh man, I don't want to talk to you. Uh, and sometimes I just hang up. And you do that at home. I think you do that at home. I hang up at home. Yeah, I've gotten too many calls at home where it's just, I, I, I just hang up. I, I don't have time. I just, sorry, apologize to all those people. I don't have time. You can watch a Seinfeld episode, you know, where he says, uh, can I have your home number? I'll call you at home when it's more convenient, like you're having dinner. <laughs> so the first thing is, uh, you know, they don't want to respond to you. Uh, here's what's going on. We'll start with this framework. 1033. Yep. Remember those three numbers. 1033. You have about 10 seconds to get them to at least stop because they're getting ready to hang up and say, I'm not sure what you have, but I'm not interested. So, um, yeah, you know, just stop the presses yeah. because they answer, they're looking at their email, they're picking up their cell phone, looking at something else, reading a text, they're just getting ready to hang up. So you they're not 10, even sure why they picked up the phone, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. You have 10 seconds to kind of get their attention. I had a call one time, true story. It's a customer. It's a client of Aslan's and I made a cold call and uh, I was calling from Rhode Island to Florida, and I had a Rhode Island number, and the person said, gosh, I, I picked up, just I have to be honest, I picked up because I, I thought you were my grandfather who lives in Rhode Island, and, and it's the only 401 area code that I know. So that's why they picked up. Sounds good. Doors open. Well, I'm, I'm sure he's fine. Yeah. The weather is great. Yeah. You know, can I talk to you? Yeah. So. So you have 10 seconds for 30 seconds for three seconds. Here's what happens in the 10 seconds. And I know this is hard to do on a blog, on a, on a podcast. Uh, but two things. Two things. Reference, engage question. Reference, engage question. What's that mean? Reference. Tell them this isn't a cold call. Yeah. Don't use those words. Yeah. But tell them it's not a cold call. Yeah. Say, hi, John. It's Mark with Aslan Training. I understand you're the VP of facilities at so-and-so. Yeah. Or we talked. Hi, John. It's Mark with Aslan. We talked six months ago about training. Or, hey, John, I was talking to Susan over in sales, and she meant, you know, she suggested I call you. It's it's a data point that says, okay. I'm friendly. I'm not. There's, yeah, I'm, there's something that's connecting us. There is a It's connection. thin. Yeah. But it's not a cold, cold, cold call. You yeah. know something. Yeah. And then right away, immediately follow that with an engaged question. What's an engaged question? It's doing, it's a question does two things. Number one, when we ask a question in our society, we're supposed to stop talking. Now, we don't always do that. <laughs> That's so true. 
right? We ask questions, we answer for the customer. I mean, yeah. you know, would you be interested in this? Because if you are, then I'd be about be about just like just, just stop. Yeah. Because let's be honest, our adrenaline is up. Yeah. So let's stop and say, and we can't stand silence, right? We yeah. don't want to want the risk. So let's get a question out there. Hey, John, Mark with Agile and Training, understand you're the VP of facilities. Is that right? That's an engaged question. Yep. Is that right? It's a yes or no. An engaged question is a yes or no question. It's not, do you have time? It's not, are you interested? It's not, are you the right person to speak with? It's, it's, it's a yes or no question. And I'm not sure how to say this, but the answer doesn't necessarily, necessarily change what we do next. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, hey, John, we talked a few months ago. Do you remember the conversation? Yeah. No. Susan told me to give you a call. Did she tell you I was going to give you a call? Yes, no. Here's one. Some of you that do lead campaigns. Hey, I saw you downloading the white paper from our website. Yeah. Do you have a chance to read that? Uh, I'm not sure. Yeah. Yes, no. Here's what you don't do. Are you <laughs> sure? Because it was the seven barriers to better XYZ. Well, you download a lot. Like, just don't. Stop. I hear people yeah. argue. Who cares? Yeah. Who cares? No offense, marketing people. We don't care about the white paper. And no, they didn't read it. They want to read it, yeah, but they didn't read it. It's in their research file, and they're going it, to read it someday. It, it's, <laughs> it's in their reading folder. When what, they get on a plane again. <laughs> it's so true. So I have that file. So there's a few different references and a few different engaged questions that follow those. They take eight seconds. Yeah. And they're designed for you to stop talking and get the customer to say, uh, yeah. No, and 20% of the time, watch, you'll get, I'm sorry, what, did you, what was your question? Yeah. yeah. In eight seconds, they stopped listening to you because they were getting ready for the opportunity to hang up. And instead of yapping for 30 seconds to try to s- spray stuff on the wall and hope something sticks, you actually ask them a question. Yeah. And now they're like, I guess I should answer that question, yeah. but I don't actually know what you just asked because I stopped yeah. paying attention. So references were connected somehow. So you downloaded something. If you're not connected at all, you say, I understand you're this title. Is that right? So-and-so, referred by, whatever. So that's the 10. That's 10 seconds. 10 seconds to get to? 30 seconds. 30 seconds. They say yes, they say no. It it, it really, I mean, sure, there's exceptions. But for the most part, it doesn't matter. Okay. Now comes the heavy lifting. We don't have time to really unpack this, but for those of you who have listened to other podcasts, and I wish I knew the episode, but I don't know. You know, we talk about a, we talk about a reason for calling. We'll use the term other-centered position. Yeah. But if I were to break that down, it's the reason I'm calling. You're asking a question. You're answering a question. The question they have, which they haven't, which they ask you sometimes, but they're always thinking is, why are you calling? Yeah. What do you want? Really, they're asking, why should I talk to you? What's in it for me? What's in it for me? Yeah. There's a few pieces to that. We've talked about other-centered position. For those of you Aslan gurus, I'll remind you. That's that's their problem, right? Their point of view. What's on their whiteboard? What's they dealing with? A disruptive truth. Something that's maybe some creative, unique, unknown insight about how to solve that problem. Some research, some statistic. Yep. And then lastly, a unique proprietary benefit. Something we do a little bit differently. Yeah. 
Uh, not everybody out there that sells this can claim the same that's thing. That's right. And, and it's new. not the value proposition. It's not why you should buy from it. It just says there's a potential. It's a position. It's an other-centered position. A position yeah. is why should we talk potentially. I don't know. If I were to break that down to simpler terms, if you're not an Aslan person, just say something on their to-do list. If people, people have something called the RAS reticular activating system in their brain that determines what they pay attention to, what they don't. And the RAS is a filter. Mm-hmm. It says, what do I what do I respond to? Yeah. And a lot of times I would challenge you to look at your your calls. You're probably leading with you and your solution. Hey, this is Aslan, we do this and we offer that and this is my company, versus saying, We see a lot of we see a lot of facility managers, pick whatever title we see a lot of them that struggle with this issue. Just this is the things that I'm hearing. These yeah. are the things that I'm seeing, and you know we have a unique approach to that problem. And you know what? Just say those words. Yeah. Say, we have a unique approach to that problem, because what you've done is you said I have something that's on your list. I know you haven't talked to them. This is where this is where I'm going to give people liberty to guess. I know you've been taught you can't sell somebody something or make a suggestion until you know what's important to them. Yeah. Totally agree. Yeah. But remember what you're selling right now. You're selling a three-minute well, that's right discussion. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. People aren't going to buy from you unless you unless you know what they need. But but you can't talk to them unless you you guess first. Yeah, right. It's it's a, you got to activate. A, the, yeah, it's a catch twenty two. It is. So this is where selling is today. Yeah. Don't do this. Hey, I'd like to have Ash. I'd like to understand the goals. Don't send me an email that says you want to sit down and understand my company goals. I don't have time for that. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, you have to have an. It's not a guess. It's an educated hypothesis, which is I, I work in this space. Yeah, I'm an expert in this in this industry. I talk to 20 people like you every day, and, and here's what these they tell are some me. of the things I'm hearing. Yeah, and I, you know, this is what I think, and so that's a position. You have a reason for calling, and then the two other pieces that are really important in our 30 seconds we drop the rope we know what drop the rope means it means get out of the tug of war yeah it means remove the pressure let them know it's their choice respect their freedom to choose Mm -hmm. so say this is a problem i'm seeing we have a unique approach to solving that and then drop the rope is but i'm not sure i'm not sure if that's relevant to you i'm not sure where that is in your priority list i'm not sure if we'd be a help to you when I say that, you take the pressure away. Mm-hmm. You're saying you're not sure. Guess who else is not sure? Them. They say I'm not sure either because yeah. I'm not exactly sure what you just said. 100. Yeah. percent Right. Right. And it's not about. But it. I'm I'm leaning in now. I'm, I, I'm in. a little more intrigued. I'm leaning yeah. in. Right. Yeah. And now I end with permission. Would yeah. it be okay if I asked you a few questions? And I think this is an important question to me. You know, it's not do you have time. There's a difference between time and questions. Do you have time? No, I'm no, always. Busy. I don't have time. Can you? Could I ask you a couple of questions? That seems like a really low lift or a really low level of obligation. Yeah. Hey, talk to people like you. I've seen this problem. I've heard this problem. Talk to someone else in your company. I saw on your website. Made me think of this. You might have this issue. You know, that's an interesting challenge. We have a unique approach to doing that over the past 25 years. I don't know if that's on your list or not, but can I just ask you a couple of questions yeah. to see if to see if we might be worth a discussion at some point or yeah. something that would be worth entertaining. So we call it a 10.33. You're never saying, give me 30 seconds to ask you these questions so that I can give you three minutes of no, Q&A. You don't actually say the numbers. You're never saying those things. But it is. it really simplifies a process that you can go through mm-hmm. to make it easier. 10 seconds, 
to break through the noise, whatever mm-hmm. they were working on. Mm-hmm. 30 seconds to set up, you know, the reason they may want to listen or answer a few questions to get three figurative minutes to then actually ask ask a few questions yeah. that may lead to, I had never thought of that, mm-hmm. and yes, I would take a meeting with you. Exactly. In three minutes, in three minutes, you're going to ask a few questions, and yeah. you're going to find there's a need, there's timing, there's something going on, good timing, glad you called, maybe we should talk later, or we should never talk again. Yep. Either way, it's 10.33, the timing, we've timed those things, and I've been on 10.33, I've been on plenty of 10.33 uh, conversations. Oh, uh, is someone cold calling us? What? Should we, you want to pick that up? Hold on, excuse me. Oh. Where, where is that? Where is the phone? That's an old fat. I mean, hello. Hello. Uh, no, I'm not interested. But just send me some information. Thank you. <laughs> cold caller. Cold caller. Oh man. All right. Well, that's. Uh, it's a pretty simple process. Mm-hmm. Maybe it gives people a, a a little comfort, and I love the challenge. Like, get out there and just try that. I mean, you. You do have to get yourself sort of in that mode. It's it's like anything. It's like it's like exercise, right? You got to try it. You got to get into it. It's got to become a habit. I can tell you, it's been years since I've done that for a living. But when we were doing it every Tuesday for for an hour, it worked. It really did work. And since we're all inside salespeople now, we are because of this COVID virus. Um, you know, people people are having to do things that maybe are outside their comfort zone. Maybe. This uh, this little tool of ten thirty three gives you gives you some ideas. Anything else for the for the group? No. Uh, if uh, you know, a lot of you are probably thinking like, well, you can't ask permission mm. because they could say no. Mm. Uh, one is they could, and by the way, even if they don't, even if you don't ask permission and they don't say it, they're still thinking no. Yeah. This is where I hear people barge into conversations to try to answer, ask questions, and they're just getting real filtered, high-level answers that blow them off. Yeah. Uh, so if you do this well and you get your position well, it's all about the position. That, that's where the work is. The engage and the, the the reference and engage question just sets that up so they listen to it. Yeah. Drop the rope and permission is all about them being more receptive to, yeah, that sounds good. I'll answer a few questions. Uh and I find I find sixty percent of people when you have a good approach will say hey, go ahead. So that means forty percent won't. Uh, my bourbon's empty. I, I feel like I can't continue the next version. So can we just pick it up in the next podcast, or do you want to continue? Because- no, I think we 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 definitely have uh, some additional stuff that we can do in another podcast. And if you haven't read. Some of the challenges for inside sales, uh, we, we've got some great articles on that. And so uh, maybe I'll maybe I'll pop those in the description here and people can go read that. And maybe we'll talk about that in a future pod. But, but I will commit to next week yeah. giving the answer to what happens when someone says no. Oh, I think that's good. Because the rep who just called me yeah. did not have Did not answer. do that. Mm-mm. So they let me go. we'll call that a tease Okay. in the vernacular of the uh, you know uh, entertainment industry, which so, is what we're in. You're so bad. <laughs> All right. Well, guys, get out there and share this podcast. Subscribe and make sure all of your friends hear this. All we want to do is help. And uh, we'll see you next week on another episode of Ales with Aslan.